Do you ever struggle with self-confidence? Many people do, especially women. It affects their mental health and their ability to be uh, to perform and be successful in all many areas of their lives. Would you like to learn some tips for building confidence using growth mindset? Then you would learn a lot from our guest Victoria Baylor today. Stay tuned. Welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind. My name is Dr. Rosina and over the last 20 years I have been serving as a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, a best-selling author and a transformative speaker. I believe our mind is the mm-hmm. software that runs the hardware of both your brain and our body. Therefore I share practical tips for mental fitness so you can live your best lives with health and happiness without burnout and unnecessary suffering. Please consult your healthcare professional for any treatment advice. But if you like, you find this content helpful, then join our mission of ending preventable suffering and suicide by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people can live their best life with health and happiness. Today's our guest is uh, Victoria Baylor. Thank you, Victoria, for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Rosina. It's such uh, a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. So Victoria is a certified mindset and clarity coach. She's a TEDx speaker, podcast host, and a number one Amazon best-selling author whose holistic approach to coaching, speaking, and writing helps others accelerate their growth and push past their limitations. So let's learn from Victoria. So Victoria, can you share how did this confidence issue became important in your life and How was your life before you applied some of the tools that you're going to teach us today? Well, I think what's unique about the way I approach confidence is that um, for a lot of women can't spot it as an issue. And I was one of those women many years ago. So from the outside, it looks like life is moving along. Everything's fine. It's your work working, your things done, you're like, you know, checking the boxes. But the disintegration actually happens on the inside. That's where the loss of confidence first starts to happen. And then it starts to kind of snowball effect. So my life in the past, if anybody would have if I would have asked anyone, it looked like pretty norm, you know, it looked like I was a very accomplished woman until I got to a point in my life where I didn't know how to pivot to the next stage I wanted to go to. And that's when I realized that my confidence was kind of like a false floor or kind of like what you call a, um, a you ever see where someone has a house, a sinkhole. The ground can look pretty level one minute, but the next minute you look and all of a sudden there's like a caved in, you know, so that's the way it looked for me. And I think what was most important is most people couldn't tell from the outside, but I knew something was wrong on the inside and it was starting to affect how I showed up. So that's how confidence started to change my life. So I love to work with women and help them spot the earlier signs of that whole confidence implosion that's happening so they can really offset that and move confidently through their lives. Wonderful. Wonderful. So what problems or uh, loss, uh, lack of progress to say that you faced because you were having that confidence issue before you worked on these tools? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, and again, I, I don't want to say this at nauseum, but I think this is a real strong message to women out there. And I work as a coach, a mindset and clarity coach. I work with high performing women, so I can really speak to them because I am one of them. That the way it shows up, again, it's very subtle at first. So, um, you know, it might show up in a sense of 
you know, you're operating as norm, you're confidently hitting your goals, you're able to accomplish and do more. But all of a sudden, you just start hitting kind of like this plateau where you're not as a you're not able to really um, function in that same type of energy that you've been used to, to having that same type of drive. And I think it's like almost having a car in a ditch that's stuck in the mud. If you're used to applying the gas, you're used to the car moving, right? But you notice that the more you hit the gas, the less it is moving. And then it starts to make the driver feel a little nervous. So I think for me, being able to see in my life and sense in my life at that given period of time, I actually worked in research science and I was doing a microbial ecology research, but I just started to notice within myself that I didn't feel as confident as I normally did. And I would start to second guess myself or I wouldn't be as demonstrative in my actions or in the way I went, went after certain goals. And then it's, it's, again, it's this internal processing where you start to ask yourself, wait, wait, am I smart enough? Or am I good enough to do this? Or should I consider this? And as those thoughts start to churn in your mindset, it really just sets you on a path for just kind of like a self-fulfilled prophecy where the things you're fearing are the things that you're actually heading to, which is that I'm not sure I can make it. And then all of a sudden you're hitting this kind of like uh, the kind of like a um, a guardrail that you can't move beyond in your own life. You got to realize, like, how do I get beyond that? And that's when I had to face that, oh, I'm having some confidence issues within myself. And I had to figure out where they're coming from, what caused them so that I could actually move beyond that barricade. It's like almost having your own internal prison in a way. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So different people face that obstacle at different parts or stages of their life. So you you faced it a little later. You were able to successfully cross initial barriers, but you were just not hitting your potential, and you were finding that plateau when you realized that. Yeah, and I I, I hear this phrase. You no, know, I'm not sure if I'm good enough. I'm not sure if I can do this well enough. And I also face that many times in my life, you know, before starting any project, like, you know, you question your your ability, but unless you overcome that, then you cannot achieve any of the great successes that you are able to achieve. So everybody has to go through that phase to cross that barrier. The sooner we do, the more we are able to enjoy life and find health and happiness in our life and success. So tell me, once you did develop the this tools, growth mindset tools, and were able to improve your confidence even further, how did life change for you? Well, I will definitely tell you that. Before, real quick, just to chime in, you said something that was really important. I think that oftentimes women get stuck at the barrier. They don't know what to do with it because they don't know what it is. When you're talking about women that are used to accomplishing, they don't understand the idea of a barrier. They see a barrier, they usually barricade through it and they have no problem. But what happens in life when you get to a place where you can't use your old skill set, your old strategies to push forward? That actually induces a lot of fear. And for women that are used to getting things done, when you're not able to work in that same fashion, it really starts to kind of you don't really know where to go for help. You don't even know how to kind of factor, like how to even process through it because it's unfamiliar territory. So for me, I think in order, how I felt when I got on the other side of that is pretty simple. Um, you know, I know we'll talk about the ins and outs, what it took to get there. But when I, on the other end of it, it was like rediscovering an old friend. So I always been there as 
within myself and and being that high performing woman woman but when you lose a sense of yourself you lose your identity so to re be able to regain and realize that oh okay i really hadn't lost myself i just went through a rough patch you know she's still here and she still has that same drive i was able to use that same drive as i always have throughout my life and ironically for me because of my challenge that became the the pivoting point for me to actually use my experiences to help other women because i realized i was fully equipped i've always been coaching all my life and i've always been interested in what happens underneath the surface in other women so that drove me to actually help them so my life actually changed tremendously because i was able to not only have context and to understand what high performing women are faced up against what we're not taught in school what we're not taught oftentimes by our parents. A lot of people don't even know how we work and operate. We don't even understand it ourselves. So to get to the end of that and make it through, it's been amazing for me to use that knowledge to really help make sure women don't go through as tough a time as I went through myself. Wonderful. Now you're making me really curious and I really want to know what can I use in my life and my, our audience probably are also curious. So let's kind of share some tips what few tips you can give in this short episode where which we can apply right away in our lives okay sure sure you know and i love tips and what tips do is they kind of lead they're like breadcrumbs that lead you to the loaf and what i i don't like to be mysterious it really comes down to solving the problem of confidence issues really about solving the problem of your identity issue and that's why i love to really work with people and help get in the the depth of who a person is, help them understand themselves to the core, because that's where you fill in the confidence gaps. Uh, some of the breadcrumbs that lead to that whole transformation loaf um, that I can share, because it's kind of like a real big process I put people through, but anyway, but what I can share is the first thing is to overcome your confidence challenges is actually stems back to the definition of confidence itself. What I realize is people actually misunderstand what confidence is. They actually misidentify, misdefine it. But if you look in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, confidence is defined as one's self-assuredness of their own unique qualities and abilities. Can you repeat it again? One's self-assuredness of their own unique qualities and abilities. And oftentimes confidence gets gets mistaken as bravada like you know how big and bold can someone come off but that's not confidence because i've seen quiet confidence in the boardroom the type of confidence that steps in says what it needs to say and makes shock waves confidence really goes back if you really want to understand yourself as a person and it's just one piece there's so many i have like a seven-step process but one part of it is really understand what makes you unique and what makes you different what are your qualities and abilities and in life, we're, you know, school really can mess this up. And I was a straight A student, so I was one of them people, and I did graduate college high honors. But what I found is I found myself resentful at the end because what I realized is, is that school caters to us based on our strengths and our intelligence types. School was easy for me because I'm kind of wired that way for school. I love to learn, I love to, you know, take in information. I can, my memory recall is really good. But for the person sitting next to me that didn't do as well in school, it leads that person to believe they don't have what it takes in life. And that's such a misconception. And I feel like school should do a better job in teaching us what makes us unique. What are our qualities and abilities? What are the strengths that we have? And your strength, Dr. Rosina, looks totally different than my strength. 
I might go try to do something exactly the way you do it and fall flat because that won't work. You're equipped differently. And I think when you think about confidence, when we start realizing kind of like that Einstein quote, they said um, that if a, a fish judges itself by its ability to climb a tree, it spent its lifetime thinking it's failed. Because we all know <laughs> fish don't climb trees. Right, right, right. You know? But if you take that same fish and put them in the ocean, oh my God, will it swim? So again, I love as a coach, my job is moving the fish because I know they're up barking, they're up a tree, not barking, but they're up a tree that they shouldn't, they're in an environment they shouldn't be in. So number one is to know your strengths and abilities. And with that, know your weaknesses. Because believe it or not, your weaknesses are your greatest friends because you learn real quick what you need to hire for. And then your strength is where you need to focus. Um, number like two I, I is, usually say that like you know, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. So strengthen the strengths and weaken the weaknesses. And, and so absolutely. then you can achieve what you need to achieve. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes down to showing up strong in this world, it really does come down to the value that you provide. And that value is tied up in your strength. Whatever you're strong in, someone else is challenged in that area. So if I can lift a car, you know, I, I joke all the time with my clients and say, if I walked out to my driveway and picked up my two ton Nissan, would I have a problem gathering people, an audience, getting people to come see me? No, there'd be helicopters over the head. Everybody would want to see like <laughs> this crazy use of strength. Our strengths are the same way. If we could get focused on what we do that is unique to us, that is a great way to actually build our confidence and our capabilities, right? Number two is one of the biggest ones. And this was one of my greatest challenge that personally led to my own demise of confidence. Don't be a perfectionist. Hmm. A lot of women struggle, especially high performing people are perfectionists in some ways. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's awarded though. That's the tricky thing about it. When you think about it, if you're you school's example, when you're a perfectionist and you make that 120 on the test and you're awarded for it, you know, and we tend to equate, okay, high performance, you know, perfectionism as that is like the standard. And what we realize is what we don't realize we're doing is we're actually uh, handicapping yourself because it always it's almost like blowing up a balloon. And I know I used to love doing it as a kid, but you know, you get to that threshold where the balloon is full and you're still putting in air and you know, it's going to pop at some point and it's get you can feel the tension and you can hear it. And the, I think that is women as perfectionists that's what we're doing to ourselves when we live up to these standards that are completely unreasonable and again the point is when you know your strength you don't have to you'll realize that there's an area where you thrive is super easy for you to achieve you almost have the same results every time you apply that strength that will making that your focus and then taking away this notion of i have to be is superbly perfect at everything i do that allows you to get, to get some breathing room in life. Because again, pumping up that balloon, you're just going to pop at some point. And that's exactly what happened to me. Perfectionism is one thing that has to go out the door. It's like, and I, it's like, you know, that balance, I always say, balance it. You don't want to be like sloppy and not perform mm -hmm. at all, but you don't want to be like, you know, going to extreme of perfectionism. You have to find that uh, middle ground where you perform to the best, but do not explode. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I always tell my clients, I said, um, you know, think of it as taking a test. Do you always have to get that 120? I mean, could you still come in at a 95 and save yourself all that added stress and pressure? It's still an A. So, and but that comes back to a, a big point you mentioned too, as we're talking about high-performing women. High-performing women don't know, normally know how to gauge themselves. We don't know how to quantify our performance. So because, as I always like to tell my clients also, it feels like our scale is broke. So when you go to the grocery store and you weigh two apples, you know that's okay, that might be a pound. But if you put a jackfruit on that scale and in your mind it weighs a pound, something's wrong. Right. Jackfruits are heavy. <laughs> so in our minds, again, thinking that, okay, I have to do more, 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 and it's, it's not going to produce a great effect that shows that there's a deficit and a misunderstanding on our ends. That's why it's so important to go back to number one and really get clear on what are your strengths and what you bring to the table and leverage that with other people. Talk to them, get their feedback. Because again, if your scale is off and you're reading a jackfruit that's a pound, you need someone else to use their scale and say, oh, Dr. Razina, wow, when you did that talk, that was phenomenal. You don't even have to go anymore. You don't have to do anything else to it. It is perfect. So just kind of be, again, understanding if you have perfectionistic tendencies to keep an eyeball on those and to cut out any opportunities where that can really creep in by talking to other people, getting a sense of the value that you offer, and then leaning and trusting your own strengths. So number two is watch that perfectionism and kick it to the curb. Um, and then last but not least is i love this one this is my favorite it's uh celebrate your wins because it is so important when we talk in terms of confidence that not only do we release our confidence in the things that we do but we want that boomerang effect we want it to come back to us and for us to be able to look and own what we did and be proud of that this and I know everybody in the audience, some people might have different beliefs, but the way I like to think of this visually is and again, I, I respect everyone's faith. Um, I, I just happen to be a Christian and I always think back to the story in the Bible where God created and it said at the end of his creation, he looked at everything and he said, it's good. And it's crazy to me that someone could create such amazing things, but still validate themselves. But if you think about it, there's power in that. How many times as women are we constantly pouring off, giving ourselves, people are getting pieces of us, but we never get to get the reciprocation of the value we just released. It always leaves us depleted. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, have, you, I have a funny story to share here. So sure. people in leadership, any, any supervisor, a parent, a teacher, a business owner, it's it's hard to get that validation from others because you're validating everybody else. You know, you did a good job, good, you, you did well, and you're building other people's confidence, and then sometimes you forget to build your own. My my daughter used to do Sudoku. So every time he, she would solve a puzzle, she would come to me, I would give her a star, and I would say, good job. And so, <laughs> so one time, you know, she came in, and I was busy doing something else, and and I didn't give her a star. And so she got really, you know, she said, Mom, you didn't even give me a star. I said, I asked her, do you think you did a good job? And she said, yes. 
I said, then give yourself the star. And so, so she gave herself a star. And then I realized it, like, you know, that I need to do that uh, to for myself. And so uh, as doctors, we see like a bunch of patients throughout the day and we're trying to finish the chart notes in time. And that is always the struggle most doctors and people in healthcare uh, face. So every time I finish my chart notes on the same day, I say, good job, Rosina. I write it over there. Good job, Rosina. <laughs> and started giving pat, a pat on my back. What what I tell people is like, you need to come up with your own way of appreciating your, like, you know, small, small success. Because what I see is that people think about big successes and they wait for big successes to celebrate and they disregard the smaller success. So like, you know, people who are in a negative state of mind, I would say, hey, but you were able to do this. And they said, everybody does that. And then they, they just disregard their achievement and they focus on what they're not able to achieve. And then it makes it harder. So I, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, come up with your own ways of celebrating small wins. Absolutely. And that kind of leads itself to having that negative mindset and cultivating that constantly the thoughts that okay what i do is not good enough i'm insignificant um all of those are just kind of limiting beliefs and they hold you back and what you're able to do and they really mentally hold you back in seeing your own contribution you're absolutely right and i think as women when we start to kind of recalibrate the way we see ourselves the way we understand our strengths the way that we decide we want to talk to ourselves I had to speak uh, not too long ago uh, to a group of women at a, a women in business event. And I kind of joked, I said, you know, it's funny, the way we taught our own inner critics is a little bit gangster because the way we talk to ourselves, we wouldn't talk to our children that way. We wouldn't talk to our significant other family member, but think about the things we get away with saying to ourselves, that was stupid. Why'd you even think about doing that? That idea doesn't make sense. And I think the sooner that we can get a, become aware of those kind of that negativity and really put it into that, whether it's working with a coach, somebody like myself, working with Dr. Rosina, like really taking the extra step to say, hey, this is no longer, I'm not tolerating this anymore. I know I come with high value. I know I have amazing strengths that make me different from any other person on this planet. I know I don't have to be perfect, that my... Uh, I had this old saying, my pretty is perfect, meaning that whatever I bring to the table is good enough. So I'm accepting that. And then lastly, I'm going to celebrate my, myself because again, knowing, validating yourself is so important. And I love to talk about the celebrating yourself part because I want women to get really creative because, you know, again, the things we do speak to us so much on a subconscious level. So it's not even just the actuality of doing the thing or the deed, but it really is about what is the message you're constantly saying back to yourself. And I uh, recently I joined a task force for the city, a literacy task force, and I couldn't wait. You thought that would, that's kind of a big deal. And I said, you know, it's a wonderful achievement. And I was so excited and of course, honored to be on a team with amazing people. But I kept my eye on, okay, how am I going to work myself for this? And I was super excited at the end because I always, for me, it's certain little things that I love. There is a piece of pavlova, which is like a, I think it's a Russian dessert. It's kind of filled with cream. It's like this thick. And it's like <laughs> egg. It's egg and it's like cream uh, topped off with blueberries and strawberries. And it's really light. Like you cut uh -huh. into it. It's kind of like foamy. And it's, it's uh -huh. amazing. And all I could think of was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till I get to reward myself. And I think... <laughs> 
imagine how your day would go if you didn't only reward yourself based on the outcome. So what you bomb the talk. Okay, you'll live another day. I know it's tough. Or maybe the contract didn't go through the way you wanted it to. But maybe if you reward yourself for having the guts to go after it in the first place. And I think, again, we when it comes to rewarding yourself, it's more than just giving to yourself and from a deed, but it's really speaking to who you are as a person and then rewarding the fact that you're out there every day doing it, whether and not being so much tied to the outcome. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think rewarding is so important to enhancing your confidence because it's saying you're valuable no matter what happens. That doesn't go anywhere. Right. And many times for that reason, I talk about making your progress, uh, process goals rather than just the end goals. Your goal may be, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. But until you reach that goal, you would keep on putting yourself down. But if you make the process goal of I'm going to do the exercise 30 minutes every day. So every day that you do exercise, every day you are achieving that process goal and every day you can pat yourself in the back, then your chances of achieving that end goal is much higher because you're focusing on things that are in your control rather than things that are not in your control. It is in your control to do the exercise, to do the diet, to take those steps. The weight going or not going is actually not in your control. So, yeah. so yeah. So focusing on your effort that you showed up, that you tried, that you are bringing the best in you, the result may or may not happen according to your desire. And maybe it is not the best for you. Maybe there is a better door waiting for you. That's why you didn't get into this door. But we sometimes put yourself down. Well, you know, when we are having fun, time flies. So I just realized that we are coming towards the end. So let me summarize. So, so you, you have lived experience of how building this confidence by focusing on improving your mindset, growing your mindset. Growth mindset means focusing on that you are not in a fixed state. You can always get better. And so focusing on that growth helps you expand your mindset, become more confident, become, become more positive, become whatever you want to become. And so then you identify three main tips to be able to build this confidence. And so what was the first one? First one is know your strengths uh, to get a clear sense of your identity, basically. So know your strengths and weaknesses and don't consider weaknesses just weaknesses. That may be the ability to learn about yourself so you can strengthen your strength and weaken your weaknesses. All right. And what was the second point? Don't be a perfectionist. Don't kill your confidence fast. fast. <laughs> right, right. Do your best and then leave the rest. <laughs> and then it. the third one was? Reward yourself. It's the best one. <laughs> reward yourself and and celebrate small wins on the way rather than waiting till the end and so every day becomes day of happiness and enjoyment in life and so tell me if people don't follow these tips uh, what kind of problems they could have like anything when you don't maintain it whether it's a building or something there's going to be cracks in the surface and one of the things i always tell people is to look out for the kind of like the the way it shows up is uh you know again sometimes allowing in those cracks self-doubt will start to rise to the surface 
not being able to see your contribution starts to rise to the surface. Uh, you might start having issues with self-sabotage. So opportunities might come your way, but because you're dealing with your confidence struggles, you'll do anything to kind of sabotage yourself. Right. Uh, might start feeling some symptoms of imposter syndrome. Again, you know, when high-performing women are so used to conquering and doing and making it happen, a lot of that is externally based. So they can attack their environment and right the wrongs, right? Or, you know, make magic happen. But what happens when you're, it's an internal struggle where the prison is actually literally the six inches between your ears. So that's a whole nother different type of fight. Yeah, and one thing I would say to women is because we're so used to doing everything ourselves, don't take this as a fight that you want to face yourself because we all have blind spots. And it literally is one of those things that you, unless you are naturally equipped for it, you're not likely to be able to fight your way out of it solo. Definitely get with a coach or someone. Now for someone like me, because my superpower is being highly analytical and I'm highly like receptive, I was able to fight my way out of it because I could see things that, but that's my gift. That's my strength. And that's what I bring to the table when I work with my clients is I can actually see through the, the mess, that ball of yarn that's all tangled up and we detangle that. So, right. And then people don't catch it in time. You know, their stress level increases and oh then their God. risk for mental illness increases. They develop the depression yeah. and anxiety. So the sooner yes. we catch, the better we are able to handle and prevent unnecessary suffering. And if they do follow your tips and develop uh, this growth mindset, develop this confidence, what kind of things they would be able to achieve? From Well, from those tips alone, again, that's a starter. I always encourage people, go for it. Don't just take the crumbs, go for the full loaf. So definitely work with someone if you've never worked with a coach or a mentor. Dr. Razina, I know is there, you help. Um, I'm there as well. But from just the tips alone, if your confidence has really been shaky, what you'll find is that you're going to start feeling like you're you're on stronger ground, like you're feeling a little bit more confidence on your footing. Uh, you'll find yourself saying things like, yeah, I can do this. Or when I look at my track record, wow, I have been able to do this in the past. What makes this new mountain or this new obstacle kind of insurmountable? So it really starts to change your self-talk. It starts to change the way you see the goals you're going to go after. And don't make it a slow crawl. That's why I said, if you can definitely expedite it, because, you know, expedite the process, get really clear on who you are, understand your identity, because your confidence is going to surge. Because I think, Dr. Lazina, you really said it. When you don't and you neglect that fact, and high-performing women neglect themselves so much because they equate their self-worth to everything they're able to do for other people. No, grab your own, you know, airline safety says it, grab your own oxygen mask first, ladies, save yourself, <laughs> then you can. Because you're right, Dr. Razina, without doing so, depression, and I work with a lot of people in those areas too, um, on the coaching tip, it, it's a hard place to be in and no one wants to slide into that. Right, so you want to catch it in early phase, not yes. let it grow. And sometimes, you know, successful people think that if I take help, that means I'm a failure. Yes. That's I true. say, if you take help, that means you are wiser. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And so let me just share with people if they want more information from you, they can go to your website. It's uh, victoriabaylor.com, V I C T O R I A. B-A-Y-L-O-R, Baylor, like Baylor University in the U.S. 
Yeah, I I, I uh, try to spell it out so people who are just listening to the podcast that they can also find it. And you can also visit, uh, listen to her podcast, Awakening Brilliance at victoriabaylor.com front slash Baylor. Um, so do you have any um, take home message before I share my special of the day? No, I think the take home message is, oh my gosh, it's a message I love to share with everyone is that first of all, despite what you may have experienced, despite your challenges, I don't know where you're at right now, but please understand the value of a diamond never changes. I always tell my clients that you can have a value, a diamond, and if it has mud on it or anything, all you have to do is rinse it out. The value is there. So if you find yourself in a hard place where you're doubting, you know, I don't have anything to offer. I don't know who I am anymore. I've lost focus. You can always get that back, but please know that again, the brilliance you have that just start believing in that again and take those necessary steps, whether getting help or taking that personal discovery to re-cement your confidence. And we believe in you and I'm cheering you on and I'm here to help if you need the support. Wonderful, wonderful. And thank you, Victoria is sharing a gift with us. It will be a checklist for increasing self-worth. You would be able to find by signing up at happyandhealthymind.com. And then, of course, if you would like to get text and reminders for future programs and these resources, please text us the word joyful to the number 38470 and we'd be happy to send you those reminder and resources and so now it's time for the special of the day so today's special is for those times when when you're feeling negative and many times people ask me how we can stay positive when multiple things go wrong and so how how can you do that would you like to learn a tip that helps people Oh, absolutely. So many times what happens is that life sometimes presents challenges and many challenges that are, you know, you have not planned for it. You were not expected, uh, expecting it. And then things happen one after the other. Sometimes it the, the faith helps, you know, sometimes people have faith that everything that happens happens for good. But sometimes things happen that it it feels like, how can this be good? Right. So my mom tells me a story about one time when my mom is very a woman of faith and she has very strong faith. She's always prayed every day. And so one time when she was trying to come visit me, I'm from Pakistan, so we have to go and get the visas to visit. And I was pregnant and I was expecting a baby and I wanted my parents to come. She was trying to get the visas to come be with me when I deliver. And so she went through get the visa process and she went through three times. And every time she got denied. And so she was so frustrated. She was fighting God. And she said, how can you do that? You can keep my, you know, me away from my daughter. And I'm also a little bit emotional about this story because I really wanted my parents to come over here. So she tells me that she got so upset with God that day she didn't pray. <laughs> and, then, and then later that month, my father uh, fell down and got sick. And then that month, my father actually passed away. So every time I talk about my father, I became a little little emotional. The point point is that that she tells me that if I would have had the visas and I would have come to visit you, I would not have been there for your father. And, you know, I would have missed that. 
So although at that time, when I didn't get what I really wanted and I tried my best and went through all the hassles and I couldn't come, I felt so bad. Uh, and there was like, there's no reason what is good about like, you know, not being able to go. But then later on, she, she realized that if she would have got what she wanted at that time, then she would have really regretted not being there for my father when he got sick. Oh, wow. So um, I just wanted to kind of share, you know, there are things in life that happens, you know, people get sick, people lose things, you know, businesses lost, thefts happen, you know, hospitalization happens. And, and, and we start wondering, what is good in this? Like, there's nothing good in being sick or losing somebody or losing your business or job or, you know, something that you really wanted. But it's it's very hard, and and I I I don't have answer to this. Okay, so I'm not answering this. I'm just kind of bringing a thought to our audience awareness at this time. Is that you have a you have a choice. You can get really angry and really negative and really upset with God if you believe in God, or just the universe, or just life for giving you all these difficulties. You have that choice or you can shift to, okay, well, this is it and it is natural and normal for me to feel upset, but how long am I going to stay in this upset state? Is this really helping me? Because once you realize that, okay, well, it, I'm a human being and it is natural first reaction to feel frustrated and negative, but staying in this negative is not helping me get better or change the situation. And actually it is robbing my ability to take steps to utilize what is there in situation of somebody being sick uh, in your family. When you are so upset that somebody is sick, then you are all consumed. And then you can't focus on the other things that are in your life. You may start neglecting other family members. You may start neglecting your work. You may start neglecting your own healthcare. So then what happens is your ability to care for your loved one would decrease. So the choice is to realizing that this, this thought is hurting me and changing it to, okay, well, this is it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sad that this person is sick. On the other hand, I'm glad that this person is still alive, that I am here, that I am alive to be able to take care of, that I have the resources to take care of. There is no denial of the truth but at the same time, there are other truths in life. And when you focus on things that are in your control, then you feel uplifted, then you can have more influence on your circumstances. So we use the concept of circle of influence, or I call it circle of power. Every time you get a thought, you think about, is this thought, uh, is this thing inside my circle of power or it's outside? If it is outside, acknowledge it don't focus on it shift your focus on what is inside your circle of influence take the steps the more steps you take the more your circle of influence would increase and you would be able to make the best out of a situation or difficulty that you have been presented with so let me leave you with this question every day is a new day every day is a new opportunity to make a new decision what are you going to choose today? Are you going to choose 
to focus on that feeling negative and frustrated about the things that are not in your control, although you may not like it, or you're going to shift your focus to, okay, yes, I don't like this situation, but within this situation, what is in my control? So you start taking action on that. On that question, uh, good wishes for health and happiness and success in your life. Till next time, Dr. Razin. Thank you, Victoria.